Hey, it's so nice to see you again. Welcome back. Today's episode is another instalment of the Enid Blyton book of fairies. Lay down, get comfortable, and here we go with a chapter called Lazy Binkety. Once upon a time, there was a little brownie called Binkety. He was very lazy and rather naughty and was always being scolded by the other brownies. Have you tidied up Oak Tree Wood? asked Ding, the chief brownie, one day. No, I haven't and I'm not going to, answered Binkety rudely and ran away before Ding could catch him. He curled up inside a hollow tree and watched Ding looking for him until he was tired and went away. Then Binkety came out of the tree and looked around for something to do. Stupid old Ding, he said to himself. He's always trying to make me work when I don't want to. Then he found a squirrel's hoard of nuts hidden under some leaves at the foot of a tree. Ha ha, chuckled Binkety. I'll hide them somewhere else. He dug them up quickly and put them in a rabbit hole. He went to find Bushy the squirrel who was fast asleep in a tree. Wake up, wake up, he cried. It's a lovely day for a scamper. Bushy rubbed his eyes and sat up. I feel hungry, he said, and down the tree he scampered. I'll eat a nut or two, said Bushy, scraping up the leaves at the foot of the tree where he'd hidden his nuts. But they weren't there. Oh dear, 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 cried the squirrel. Someone's taken them. Whatever shall I do? I must have something to eat in the winter. Binkety sat on a twig and laughed to see Bushy looking for nuts that weren't there. Just then, Ding, the chief brownie, came by with a crowd of other brownies and asked Bushy why he was so miserable. Someone's taken my nuts, explained poor Bushy, and that horrid little Binkety keeps laughing at me. Here are your nuts, called a brownie, who'd accidentally found them in the rabbit hole where Binkety had put them. Binkety must have put them in there, he's always playing tricks. Binkety began to feel he had better run away again, and looked round to see where he could go. Binkety, said Ding very sternly, you must be punished, you're lazy and mischievous, and never help anyone in anything. I shall send you as a servant to Aaron the spider, and he will make you work really hard and keep you out of mischief. Now this was a terrible threat, for Aaron the spider sometimes ate people who didn't work hard enough, and Binkety was dreadfully frightened. He jumped up and ran away as fast as ever, with all the brownies after him. It was getting dark, and he hoped that soon they'd find it too dark to chase him. Catch him, catch him, called the brownies, racing after naughty Binkety. Binkety rushed right through the wood and out into some fields. Then it began to snow hard, and the snowflakes beat against the brownies' faces, till he was cold and tired out. But still, he could hear the other brownies chasing him. Ah, there's a cottage, suddenly panted Binkety, as he saw a light nearby. He ran up to the cottage, and quick as lightning, he changed himself into a puppy dog. All of the other brownies, seeing only a shivering puppy, raced by without stopping. Now I'm safe, thought Binkety, but oh dear, how cold and wet I am. 
he began to make a little whining noise like a puppy. Presently, the door opened and a little girl peeped out. Oh, he is a poor little puppy, she cried, picking Binkety up and taking him in. She set him down by the fire and gave him a saucer of milk to lap. When he was quite dry and warm, she took him over to her mother, who was in bed, looking very ill. Dear little puppy, said the mother, stroking him. I wonder where he came from, Jean. We must keep him if nobody comes to claim him. Binkety lay down by the fire, warm and drowsy, and listened to Jean and her mother talking. Presently he was astonished to hear that the mother crying. Oh, Jean, darling, she was saying, I'm so ill, I cannot get up again this winter, and that means you'll have to do all the housework and all the washing. You'll have to do most of the sewing too to make money, for I'm too tired even for that. And the poor woman sobbed as if her heart would break. Never mind, mother, said the little girl bravely. I'll do my best. Don't cry. We shall be all right. But Binkety could see that she looked dreadfully worried, and he was very sorry for her. I wonder if I could help her, he thought. She's been so kind to me. I daren't change back into a brownie in the daytime in case all the brownies see me. I must stay as a puppy till they've forgotten I was naughty. But at night, yes. At night I will change back into a brownie and do all the work. Binkety was so excited with his idea that he could hardly wait until the house was dark and still. When Jean had gone to bed and everything was still, Binkety changed into his own shape again. Then he bustled about the house, making no noise at all. He dusted and washed and tidied till the house was as clean as a new pin. Then just as dawn came in at the windows, he changed into a puppy again and lay down by the fire. When Jean woke up and looked around, she could hardly believe her eyes. Mother, mother, she cried, look, look, the house is clean and there's no work to do. I can spend all day sewing. Jean, it's a brownie, said her mother in delight. There must have been one near here working in the night, leaving a saucer of milk on the hearth every night when you go to bed. Don't peep. See what happens while you're in bed. And all that day, Jean sewed at beautiful tablecloths and curtains, which she sold in town for money. And when night came, she put a saucer of milk on the hearth. There, that's for you, whoever you are, little brownie, she called. She patted the puppy and kissed him never dreaming he was the little brownie, and then she went to bed. All that night, Binkety changed into a brownie again, did the housework, and even baked some bread for Jean. That day at dawn, he changed into a puppy again and lay by the fire. The brownie's been again, mother, said Jean, next morning delightedly, and he's done all the work. Isn't it lovely? All through the winter, Binkety lived at the little cottage, Jean and her mother loved the little puppy that jumped around them in the daytime and never guessed he was really a brownie. Every night when Binkety became himself again, he did all the housework and worked harder than he'd ever worked in his life. He loved Jean and was always delighted to see how surprised she was each morning. In the spring, Jean's mother got better and was able to get up. Binkety began to feel that he'd get to live in the woods again and talk to the birds and animals that he used to and to live in his little tree house. 
think I must go back now, he said to himself one night as he was washing the floor. Perhaps the brownies will have forgotten they were going to give me to Aaron the spider. Jean's mother can do the housework now, and I'll see that Jean always has plenty of money. So when dawn came, Binkety, instead of changing into a puppy, slipped out of the cottage and ran into his home in the woods. Oh, it's so lovely to hear the birds again and to talk to the rabbits, said Binkety, thoroughly enjoying himself. Hello, Binkety, suddenly exclaimed a voice. Binkety turned around and to his dismay found it was Ding, the chief brownie. Oh, please don't send me to Aaron the spider, he begged, kneeling down. Ding smiled kindly. Why, Binkety, he said, I'm ever so pleased with you. I know where you've been all winter, and I've often peeped into the cottage at night and seen you scrubbing the floors. Oh, have you? cried Binkety, most astonished. Yes, often, answered Ding. You used to be lazy and naughty, but you've learned to work hard and to help other people. We're going to have a party tonight to welcome you back to Oak Tree Town again. Oh, how lovely, cried Binkety, delighted. He ran off to get himself clean and tidy, thinking it was really much more fun to be a good brownie than just a lazy one. Jean was very astonished and sorry to find the little puppy was gone in the morning. But her mother said it must have been a brownie living with them. Binkety kept his word and often used to go and visit the cottage and see what Jean was up to and make sure that she was quite all right. Sometimes he'd leave a shining gold piece under a pillow as a surprise. He's never lazy now, and if you ever come across a very neat and tidy wood, look about for Binkety. He's sure to be hiding somewhere, watching you with his little twinkly eyes. I hope you enjoyed this evening's instalment. We'll be visiting the Enid Blyton Book of Fairies very soon. So keep checking back for the next chapter. Until next time, take care.